So we're going to continue. I want to tell you, I'm going to get Zayak Kaddish. Go listen to this Heilige Zayak Kaddish. The Zayak Kaddish says like this. Says the Zayak, that the Heilige Shechina does not leave a Yid the entire Shabbos and the entire Yontif, right? Even on a weekday Shabbos. Now, what does that mean when the Zoya says a weekday Shabbos? What is he referring to? So the Mephoshim explain that a weekday Shabbos is a person who goes through a crazy situation. He loses ta- track of time or he's traveling or something like that. And even if he's not able to keep Shabbos, for whatever reason, right? He's annoying us, obviously, whatever. The Rebbeinu is still with him. Now, I'll tell you, Mordecai Maisa in Warsaw, Varsha. In Warsaw, there was a Yid from Lita. He was an expert in metalworking. And now, because he was an expert in metalworking, it made him very valuable to the Germans. Very valuable to the SS, because he knew how to work um, a metal. Now, working any type of machinery or factory was a very valuable thing to have during the war, because they kept you alive. Because they needed you to, you know, workforce for the war. So he was allowed to walk around freely. He was given extra food. One day, this man sneaked into the room of the Heiliger Klosenberger Rebbe, okay, of Halberstam. And he said, Rebbe, in my work, I have a big problem. I have to be Machal Shabbos by doing Doraisas. Mamash, they make me do things that I'm not allowed to do, but obviously I have no choice, right? I mean, it's in the war, it's an army, it's Pukach Nefesh. And I do Doraisas. Doraisas. So he asked the Rebbe, I think it's better if I get transferred to a group that has to carry, like, heavy... Big boulders and big, you know, trees that they fall, all these things, which is not a Doraisa, it's still Asa, but it's a Durabonum. This way, if I get transferred to that group, I'll be only doing a Durabonum. And normally we say, well, what's the difference between Durabonum and Doraisa? They're all Asa, you're 100% right. But if you have a choice, kind of, to do a Doraisa, Durabonum, right? I remember getting a phone call from a Talmud of mine that went to the army, and he had a similar situation where he had to do certain things, and he asked me, what do I choose, A or B? So sometimes it does make a difference, and you have to know what's a Doraisa or a Durabana. So he went to the rapper, and he said, I really would like to try to transfer in order not to do metalworking, because that involves Doraisas, I'll do Durabana's schlepping and things like that. So the rapper said, how are you going to do this? Like, you can't just get transferred, it doesn't work that way. So he said, this is what he said, he said, I'm going to burn my hands with boiling water. This way, I will not be able to cont- continue my delicate work. The Germans will have to transfer me to something else, and they'll give me another work group, and hopefully it will be, you know, schlepping wood and stuff like that. Now, the Klosenberger Rebbe said the following. Listen to this. He said, carrying heavy boulders, you know, stones and wood, whatever, was almost certain death. Okay, most people were just not able to hold out for more than a few days. And the Rebbe said, I tried to convince him not to put himself in such a dangerous situation, but he insisted that he wanted to keep Shabbos as best as he could, it's and with great... Hmm? Dying or... Whatever, or right. But he didn't want to do Doraisas. I want to do Doraisas, even if who knows what will happen. The Rebbe tried, obviously, to try and persuade him not to. He said, with great difficulty, I was able to persuade him that as a metal worker, he was able to help the lives of many other Jews because he was able to walk around freely and get extra food to give other people food, whatever. And therefore he relented and he said, okay. But the Rebbe said to see a Yid that Shabbos meant so much to him. Shabbos Kodesh meant so much. If you remember, I think one of you were there by Shalosh Shudas, right? I think everyone was there, but I want to repeat the story. I, I personally, I'm doing it for me. I personally get a lot of chesed from the story. It's such an incredible story. And, and that's the story of this Russian boy that was in the time in America. And just for those that weren't here, I want to say it over again and for myself, if you don't mind. 
that he asked his parents, just as Rav Palm Zatzal was opening up the Shuvu program for Russian kids, he asked his parents, can I go and join that Jewish program? And his parents were like, God, you're crazy? Look at these fanatical Jews. I'm not having you join them. It's ridiculous. And he drove them crazy. Week after week. Please, let me join. So eventually said, you know what? Fine, you can join. But on one condition. Don't come back with your fanatical religious stuff of doing all sorts of things. This is our home. We're Jewish. But we don't keep anything. And we like it that way. Don't change anything. So obviously he agreed. And after a couple of months, he decided he's going to keep Shabbos. He heard about Shabbos. He didn't know much about Shabbos, but he heard about Shabbos Kodesh. So he says, I'm going to keep Shabbos Kodesh. Beautiful. So he starts to keep Shabbos Kodesh. His parents chap that on Friday night, he doesn't come out of his room. Now, that's a big problem. Because Friday night, in most families in that world, are busy with family time. Family time, as we know, consists of sitting in front of the TV and watching. Right? Family time. And the parents are very, very upset. Like, hey, you are spoiling our family time. They used to call him down. You're spoiling family time. This is family time. We're sitting together watching a box. This is wonderful. And he refused. But eventually he got so upset. His mother called him one Friday night. She says, listen here. Come downstairs. Have you done your homework yet? Have you done your homework? And he's like, no. Well, can you do your homework now? He says, well, what do you mean? It's Friday night. I've got till Monday morning. I'll do it on Sunday. I'll do it on Saturday night. Like, what do I have to do it now for? I want you to do your homework now. And she drove him crazy. And he said, I have no choice. So he goes downstairs. He opens the front door which is a heavy iron door. And he puts his fingers through the hinge area and he slams the door shut. Now, obviously, he didn't understand Shabbos. You can't know how to do those things because that's irrelevant. The point is, he put his hand to his mother and said, look, mum, I can't write. I can't do my homework. My hand is now broken. Okay? Now, let's not get into whether he's allowed or not. It's all irrelevant. The point is, this is someone that understood what Shabbos Kodesh is. He understood and he was moist in efforts for Shabbos. Let me just tell you one other thing as well. Moist in of Chaim Kenyaski's father. The stipler of the Balak, Kenyas Yaakov, unbelievable, Orchus Rabbeinu, unbelievable, Yedad Ruach HaKodesh. So how did he go on a Shedach date, you know? Shedach dates nowadays, you get a nice suit on, nice tie, you go get a you know, champagne, you go to a hotel lounge, you chill, you schmooze, whatever. You know, it's great. How do you think the stipler went on a Shedach? So I want to tell you about the stipler Shedach. We all know the famous story that he didn't, you know, on the train, he didn't sit down because there was shatnas on it. It was chashash shatnas, not shatnas. It was a suspect shatnas, so he didn't sit down. So when he came to the shidduch date, this is his agar, by the way, he fell asleep. So after the first, no, you're not. So after the first date, um, she, the color, well, the girl, whatever, went to her father or mother and they said, no, how was it? He's like, well, he fell asleep for the entire day. I can't marry him. It's ridiculous. So they were like, what? He fell asleep the entire day? Like, come on, seriously? No interest whatsoever? So they went to him and said, like, well, what's pshat? Why'd you go to sleep? He said, no, you have to understand. It was like a two-day train ride. So I realized I'm not going to be able to learn so much on the train because it's hard to learn when you're traveling. So I learned. I stayed up for like 24, 48 hours before the train ride. This well, sleep on the train, big deal. I got on the train, I was exhausted. And I saw the seat had a chashash that maybe there was kilai in the sharpness there, right? A mixture of wool and linen. So therefore I said, I said, I can't sit on the train. So I stood up the entire train ride. That means he was up for like, no. So therefore he was up and he was unbelievably four days straight. Can you imagine? Isn't that an amazing thing? When I come and got the show day, I was out. Anyway, that was not, that was not, that was just, I got, that rabbi say, irrelevant, shatness, shatness, we'll get to a different time. But the point is what I want to get to is like this. What was the shedding date of the stipler? He sat down with his future color. And he said, my dear future color, I'm sure he didn't say that, but someone along those lines, and he said, I want to tell you something. I wanted to explain to you how I was Moise Nefesh. And he told the following story. That when he was in Siberia, right? This type was famous for being in Siberia. <clears throat> didn't have the coat on all night, whatever. So the, I didn't want to work on Shabbos. And I asked permission to be given off Shabbos. And I said, I'll work double on Sunday. I have no problem. But just give me off Shabbos. And they're like, no way. Like, why would we do that? But then they figured they're going to have some fun with the Jew boy. Because why not? 
They said, you know, we'll do no problem. We're going to line up soldiers in two lines, two rows, yeah, parallel each other. And they're going to turn their guns upside down so they have the metal piece sticking out. And you're going to run through the middle between these two columns of soldiers. And they're going to hit you as hard as they possibly can everywhere on your body, coming from both sides. If you make it through the end, you can have Shabbos off. But don't worry, nobody ever does. So the sniper says, no problem, I'm willing to do it. And he started going through. And as he was going through, they were smashing him over the head. The blood was coming. You, you can't even imagine what was going over there. And he picked himself up. He fell and he picked himself up. And he kept on going. And he made it to the end. And he obviously collapsed on the floor. He was exhausted. And he was bloody everywhere. It was terrible. But he survived. And Baruch is okay. And he told his color. He said, that was my mysterious nefesh for Shabbos. If you're willing to have the same mysterious nefesh for Yiddishkeit, then we'll call it a shidduch. I'll get the ring. I'll get down on one. I'll get out the champagne. We can call it a shidduch. Right? That was the mysterious nefesh. Rabbi say, Baruch Hashem. We don't, we don't have those nisyonis. And we don't want those nisyonis. And we ask the Rabbi never to give us those nisyonis. Because I don't know if we would cope. I really don't know if anyone in this generation will be able to cope with the nisyonis they had 70, 80 years ago in the war. Like these kids were little kids and they were able to cope with things that I don't know if nowadays we're able to cope with. We're not. But we're given a different challenges. We have our own set of challenges and our own nisyonis, 100%. But we have to realize that even our little bit of mysterious nefesh is mysterious nefesh. You know, people talk about, you know, kodal guys. Kodal guys nowadays, what mysterious... Every single guy has mysterious nefesh. Every single one of you had mysterious nefesh to come to yeshiva. Every single Kodal guy has mysterious nefesh to go to Kodal. People have mysterious nefesh for Shabbos Kodesh. All sorts of things. Everything requires mysterious nefesh. Self-sacrifice, okay? I, I, I hope you don't mind if I, I just... I want to repeat this just because a lot of you... A lot of, I'm not sure everyone heard this. I just want to repeat it, right? A kid, a Yitzchak. You were there? Was anyone not there? Was anyone not? Duvi, you were there? No. You were there, Shabbos you also? I thought you were talking about Kedah Sitzchak. No, no. You weren't by Okay, so I, I want to repeat it for those that weren't there, because I personally, uh, it was amazing. My wife told me this before. It's absolutely unbelievable. We have to go to a lady called Tammy Carmel. She lives in my area. We should take a couple of guitars, oh, the, and we should go and sing to her, and you get brachas from her. It's unbelievable, okay? Maybe we'll do it maybe Thursday night. I don't know. We'll give a tremendous summer and get brachas from her. It's unbelievable. <coughs> Very special lady. She used to say shiurim. My wife used to go to her shiurim. She got ALS, unfortunately. And Nebuch, you know, slowly got worse and worse until she got to the stage that she can barely even use her eyes to read the computer that ALS people use to, to be able to communicate. Barely. She used to write Shiurim from her eyes. Right? Whole Shiurim she wrote from her eyes. Unbelievable. And she wrote clearly in Parshas um, Lech Lecha this week that she does not, she doesn't have a day that she's not Besemcha. She is always Besemcha. Do you know what that means? She cannot move a limb. She cannot do anything, but she's always Pesemcha. Because she said, I am the Akedas Yitzchak of this generation. That means I'm, I've got my hands bound, my feet bound, I can't do anything. What can I do? I can serve the Rabbani Shlalem. And she serves the Rabbani Shlalem with so much Semcha. And it's such an amazing chizuk to have a person that's not able to, Baruch Hashem, we can move around, we can speak, we can laugh, we can dance, we can move, we can do so much. The question is, what do we do with those things? Do we use the gifts that the Rabbani Shlalem gave us in the right way? Or do we not use them in the right way? She is being most than ever. She's using herself as their Kedas Yitzchak. And it's such an incredible thing. And we have to remember, everyone has Mesiris Nefesh. What is our Mesiris Nefesh? And that's the idea of Shabbos Kodesh. And Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we'll continue.